Um, a bunch of interesting positions, some more um, outspoken than others. I've been a consultant myself, so the, it depends training. I've got it too. Um, but let's start with that. Um, the first question was the composable CDP is better suited for engineering driven organizations. Boris was kind of the only one who said, like, I kind of agree. Matthew, you said like a real consultant, it depends. Could you elaborate a bit on that to explore what the skill set is that you need to run the different sure. types of CDPs, composable versus packaged? I, I feel like I've been given the easy question and I thank you for that, uh, Glenn, because uh, it really depends on the composition of the company that's going to implement it. If you're looking for a well-balanced uh, company in terms of skills, it's, you're going to be, you know, you, you'll be looking for a while. They're hard, difficult to find. You're going to have a bunch of, a group of engineers who start a company and they'll take the composable CDP route. You'll have a group of marketeers, marketeers and, and, and salespeople who say, hey, we have this fantastic idea for an online uh, service and they'll go the, 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 the package route. So the decision that it usually rests on upon in my eyes is just the composition of the, the company and the research that they have available, the type of resources they have available, engineering or non-engineering. Okay, interesting. Uh, Jacques, you've been mentioning that you've bought a couple of CDPs. What's your vision on that? I mean, the, when you implement a CDP, you need engineering support, right? This is not something that a marketer, salesperson, whoever can just put into place, right? They might be able to connect a few uh, a few source systems, you know, a few email tools, that kind of thing. But if you want to deploy proper tracking, you're going to have to have engineering support, right? So actually, in terms of the technical resource available, um, I mean, a CDP is probably less complex because you don't need to stand up a whole piece of data infra infrastructure. Um, but I think in terms of, you know, it's very much still for a proper implementation, a engineering project. Um, so I'm not fully kind of on board that that's more, it's more of an engineering company kind of thing. I think both uh, require that kind of company in the first place. Okay, cool. We talked a lot about identity resolution. I was kind of surprised also by the, the way we approached the topic. I remember when we when CDPs basically hit the market, it was one number one thing that they offered, right? People would buy it to say, I would like a customer 360 degree view, and that's why you buy a CDP. Today, the composable CDP usually doesn't have a unification engine identity resolution solution under the hood. How would you typically approach that problem Boris, in case you have complex identity resolution. And when I say complex identity resolution, we also touched upon the piece of behavioral data, right, from your applications where anonymous IDs are involved. How do you typically see census customers tackle that, that challenge in particular? How companies have to solve this or try to solve this is, you know, you have to, you can't be 360 with only a single set of inputs, right? So you can't just be 360 if we say we know everything you did on our website and our shopping cart, uh, but we don't know what you did in, let's say, uh, the payment system. So, so that's the first level problem of like, you have to stitch those things together. And the way our customers do it, or people do it that I have seen is, is you know, some, some human, not necessarily that technical, but someone who has some amount of understanding of the context inherent in their company. And Jacques, I'm sure you've done things like this that you may have not called you know, entity matching or, or identity resolution, but you did these things to say this is associated with this this person or this company or this workspace. And then you have to do the the thing that I was trying to say that is somewhat complex and is the underlying data model. Uh, that is, a human doesn't necessarily just belong uh, to one organization. They might belong to many. Or that human may actually have many versions of themselves across, uh, whether it's not just different emails, but 
roles that they have in, in, in workspaces. B2B has this all over the place. And I would argue there is no one tool fits, you know, everyone to answer that question of, you know, who should be in this net that, let's say, you're trying to solve a privacy-related problem or you're just trying to do a personalization problem, but you have to do it on this very much more subtle definition of like, well, I want to ping all the admins of orgs or all the people who are in an enterprise org, but but is that the people who belong to it, the people who own it, the people who are guests in it, the people who are, what if they're in an admin in one and not in another, right? You, you can't boil that down to person is an admin. Like, you just can't do that. And so this is the, 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 the kind of work that I find our customers, like the users, have to do. Because uh, it's really business modeling at the end of the day. It's, it's, it's not about, it's not, it's, technology is the tool, but it's business modeling. And products like ours are what the job to be done in the kind of infra side is to project that into the place where you can take action, right? And something like that. Uh, so I don't know if that answered the question, Glenn, but... It kind of, it kind of gives an idea, right? Um, yeah. Question for David, also kind of um, as a result from identity resolution discussions, um, you've set kind of on the CDP Institute the definition of a customer data platform, right? In there is also the fact to collect data as a platform and the ability to resolve identities. Do you think going forward, and I'm very interested in your take, um, that there would be room for package CDPs to offer pieces of their package as standalone solutions? Imagine that you can buy from Michael identity resolution as a piece of MParticle as a standalone. Do you see that happening? All right, well, let me be very, very clear that our definition of CDP is explicitly excludes having identity resolution as a required capability. We feel that there are a lot of third-party tools. We feel that much identity resolution actually requires third-party data. So you're going to have an external entity involved, even if you do have the matching algorithms built into your system. So we do not, we do not require identity resolution capability. We do require that identity resolution be available in the solution. So one way or the other, the CDP has to make it possible. It just does not have to have its own technology. So, and, and that um, is not necessarily the way other people think about it. Okay, cool. Um, so, but to your actual question about um, will the CDP vendors refactor and, and sell components separately or, um, you know, we see a little of that now. I honestly don't really see that it's a great business model for the CDP vendors to do that, but it's technically, if they've, factored it out properly and, and they've made it available as a service uh, in a technical sense um, that which some of them have and more of them are doing yeah you could do that again you really have to ask why you'd bother but it's not impossible in some situations it might exist like a Denny, a Denny resolution there's some of them really do a good job with Denny resolution so maybe you'd want to use their Denny resolution capabilities okay cool uh, because we touched upon the topic of identity resolution, there's other solutions out there. Matthew, you also touched upon that in your initial agree-disagree. Um, what do you see emerging in terms of identity resolution topics in a composable setup? In, in, in terms of being uh, locked into a CDP just for identity resolution, it's it's not necessary. It's usually one of the biggest uh, price hikes uh, you'll get when using a CDP uh, to get that functionality. So I, I do believe there is some space out there in the market for uh, for, for composable solutions, but again, uh, the complexity that comes with it, your company needs to be able to to deal with that. And uh, the, the solution with packages, yeah, they do it for you. So it, it's kind of a give and take. 
So uh, Matthew and Jacques, what's the typical implementation time of a package CDP that you've seen? So Jacques, do you want to go? I mean, it, it really depends. I hate to keep saying it. <laughs> depends. Um, depends on the resource you have at hand, the appetite within the company to actually implement this stuff. Uh, you know, the, the thing I've seen a lot of the time is a marketing team will buy a CDP and then kick it over to engineering who've not planned to do the actual instrumentation work. So it can be a week, it can be, you know, a year. Yes, yeah, same as Shock. It depends on the number of sources you want to collect data from, the number of destinations, the amount of uh, uh, technical resources you have available in the company to do the implementation, the the support from stakeholders and from higher management to push uh, the more difficult uh, uh, changes through. On average, uh, when I do C CDP implementation, I'm usually uh, working with these companies uh, just for the base implementation from anywhere between three to four months. Um, now that many CDP vendors have rolled out deeper integration with the warehouse, uh, can can organizations implement a composable approach? You know, using something like Census or you know a package CDP like Action IQ assignment. Do you see any key differences here? Who do, who wants to take that first? <laughs> you know, I feel like this is a little bit of a loaded question. Let's let's not lose the forest through the trees here. Like it all depends on what you're trying to solve for. Right. What's what's the use case? How do you define value? The the kind of feature functionality thing that has like dominated or at least like started to dominate much of the conversation in the early days of this like reverse ETL is gonna kill the CDP, then it became the composable <laughs> thing versus the package thing, which we're now in. Like it's all kind of nonsense. It's it's what are you trying to accomplish and what's gonna be the best path to get there? The rest of it is it's it's nonsense. Okay. Um Boris, anything to add to that? I mean yeah, I don't know what. I think I'll, first I'll, I'll I'll plus one MK in terms of like who's killing what. I I I, I hope I never tried to frame anything like that in my life. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, not you. All right. <laughs> uh, uh, the it's funny composability in, in in software is probably the most valuable thing that helps people build scalable software. This is like just me busting out like you know computer science. So it's like the most important thing that that allows you to to deliver more software with the same number of humans is to build composable systems uh, so that not everyone has to understand every piece of the system. And so insofar as like the question, which is like, hey, if these tools interop in the warehouse or, you know, then that means they're just more interoperable and more interoperability is good, period. It, it, like for, for humans. Uh, uh, and so to me, it's, I, I, I'll, I'll give it to MK. Like we should not be thinking about it in the, you must pick this, you must pick that. Uh, but I think as people who build software uh, and who are trying to enable customers like Jacques, being interoperable is just unequivocally better uh, for the end user. It's time to beat the gap between data people and non-data people for good. Join us on databeats.community.